0: Hello, it's Katie here. We need your support to keep The Bittersweet Life going. Click donate at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. I thank you in advance, and I'll thank you after. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, we're finally getting to one I wanted to do for a really long time. In fact, why we didn't do the last episode, I don't know. But after we did all those different interviews in Orvieto, a theme emerged for me that uh, I wanted to talk about. Which was basically, I didn't belong in my home country. And so I moved abroad. And I feel like not just in Orvieto. I feel like we've heard that from a lot of the other expats we've talked to. Not all of them, but a lot of them. This, I didn't belong there, so I had to go abroad to find somewhere else. And it made me wonder, first off, if that's how you felt. I don't
1: think I left America because I was running away from America. I specifically wanted to be in Italy. So I was more going towards a place than escaping from a place. But now that I've been here for a long time, I definitely feel out of place. I think I've mentioned this before. I feel out of place in the States. Not not 100%. I, I actually adapt pretty quickly. But there are things about it that I'm just like, ah, the people here are so weird. <laughs> Their coffee is so huge. You know, certain things like that. I don't necessarily I felt think I felt when I was growing up that I didn't belong there. I knew I loved Europe as a kid, you know, from the t- first time I went there. And I I really wanted to live there and I felt like that's me, you know. But I didn't necessarily feel like, oh, America is so on me. I feel like more
0: now (laughs) than I did then. Well, why did Europe seem so you? Was it just tapping into your romantic nature or what? I think maybe, I think that was a big part of it. I mean, and I think also just
1: the things that I love are all, they all had their origin in Europe, opera and Western art. and, And I love European history. I'm not that into American history or world history, like European history. So maybe it's just my interests. I love the romance languages and the lifestyle and the food. I mean, what can I say? But I don't think, yeah, I don't think that as a a teenager, I felt, oh, I don't belong in America, as some of the people that we've talked to maybe felt.
0: I think that's what's so interesting. I mean, I already feel other as far as the expat community goes because I'm here for such a short period of time. And I'm also, at least from the people we've talked to, yes, it was a dual decision to come here, but it wasn't me going, you know what, I'm gonna move abroad. It was the circumstances. So I'm already other in those circumstances. But in those other discussions, when I think about, do I wanna be a person who lives abroad and try to find a job somewhere else, or stay in Italy, or keep pursuing this idea of living overseas, I found that I was feeling other from that experience too, because I don't feel that i don't belong in america in fact i really really like america
1: yeah well i mean i like america too i mean i don't want people out there to think that like i'm a big america hater because it's not (laughs) it's not true but there's something it's hard to put your finger on it and even the people that we interviewed if you remember i mean they kind of just said very vaguely like oh i just knew i wasn't supposed to be there but how do you define that what is it that you realized I do think that there it, there is a certain type of person, must take a certain type of person to say to themselves, okay, I'm gonna try to make a life for myself in a place where I wasn't born, I have no family, I don't speak the language, at least not fluently, I'm going to have to make a lot of effort even to be allowed to work there and live there. And I'm not going to be used to the culture and I'm not going to be used to the food and you know I'm never going to be fully accepted. So if you think about it that way it really it's kind of masochism in a
0: sense. Yeah, it's it's saying okay, I don't feel like I necessarily want to stay in my home country or that I even belong in my home country. I'm going to go abroad where I don't belong there either and make my way. It's almost as if the belonging comes among the community of expats. You outcast yourself from where you're from, and you'll never be a full integrated part of the culture that you move to. So you become this island of people. Yeah, yeah it is it is true. It's hard. Especially
1: the girls that we talk to in Orvieto. The, the mar- children. The yeah. children. That they had that sense. I mean, I think that they're very happy where they are. They seem very content and they seem to be thriving. But I got from um, the two older girls a sort of sense of, yeah, I don't belong in America at all. I don't feel American at all, especially them because they didn't grow up there. But then at the same time, no, they don't feel like these Italian girls that they go to school with. And so it does put you in a position of not belonging anywhere, which is, which is kind of... Uh,
0: it's not except a- within your own family unit.
1: Well, yeah, in their case, within your family unit. But I mean, I think everyone needs community. It's great to have a strong family unit, but you need to feel like you belong in the place that you live too, not just within your own family, I think. And I've definitely struggled with that because, and and I've said it before on this podcast, when I'm in America, I'm always like, what the hell, you know, these people are doing crazy things. And then when I'm here, I'm saying the same thing about Italians. And it's like, well, you know... (laughs) Am I really just dissing both sides? Like maybe I need to find a new place to
0: live. Well, and would that new place to live end up being exactly the same way? Very possible. I don't know a I culture know. that you can't fully absorb into. I think so. I think so because I, I think it's, I think it's
1: very difficult to, to ever fully, fully belong, to another culture if you move. Let's say after you've turned twenty. If you move when you're seven, it's a different story. But like me, I came at 26 or 27 and more or less formed as a person, maybe not 100%. But mostly, you always are going to see Italians, I think at least, as different. I can never look at an Italian girl and think, I'm just like her. I'm exactly like her. Because we're totally not. We have a totally different background. That said, I uh, I have heard of people. I don't know anyone like this. But I have a friend who was telling me about, I think a friend of hers who has so absorbed herself into Italian culture that she won't even speak her native language with her children because she just rejects everything about I guess I think she's American she just rejects everything she she doesn't consider herself American anymore she only speaks Italian I don't know if even she has expat friends but it just seemed very odd to me I think that's got to be the exception.
0: I'd love to talk to a person like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know who she is, unfortunately, or I would get her in here for an interview, except maybe she wouldn't speak English to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't be able to understand a word she was saying. There is a
1: difference between an expat and an immigrant, although those lines blur sometimes when you become a long-term expat.
0: What would you define as the difference? It's hard to say.
1: I think maybe the difference is you move to a place knowing you will never go back. Like, it's it's more of a decision a very long-term decision. It's not sort of like, "Oh, I'm going to move to Italy and see how it goes." Usually, it is because the living conditions in that person's country are not favorable and they want to seek a better life for themselves and their family and they give up a lot to start afresh. I've met immigrants in the United States, I'm sure you have as well, who come from India or come from from Japan and the first generation, you know, they're the ones who made the change. Now I'm, I'm, I'm actually not talking about people I've met in the United States. In my personal experience, it's happened here, where I'm on a tour, I'm, I'm leading a tour, and I always, you know, when I used to do big tours, I would have people from all over the world on my tours. There'd be a family that was clearly from India, and I would ask them, you know, where are you from? And they would say, we're from Michigan, which I can totally get. But at the same time, it's, as an expat myself, and not an immigrant, at least not yet, but it is kind of odd if I was in Japan and someone said where are you from, I don't think I would say I'm from Italy. I would say I'm from America. So, that's always been kind of an interesting yeah, aspect of it to me.
0: Do you think when you're a full immigrant, when you have all your papers and your Italian driver's license that your answer will be Italy?
1: I don't know. I don't think it I mean I don't I don't know if I ever like uh <laughs> I think, I don't know if I ever will be a full-fledged immigrant. First of all, I'm not going to give up my United States citizenship. And I don't know if other immigrants to the U.S. have had to give up their citizenship of their country. I don't know always how it works. But I find it hard to say that I would call myself an Italian. I do think of Italy as my country in certain aspects. That does not mean I don't think of America as my country. I still think of America as my country, my first and foremost country. But I feel like offended when somebody abuses this country, and I feel like, you know, this is my country kind of thing.
0: Yeah, this made me think of an, an example. So when Italy celebrated the Day of the Republic, which is a national holiday here, which is marking what you know better than me.
1: It's marking when Italians, after the end of World War Two, voted that Italy should no longer be a monarchy, but it should be a republic.
0: Okay, so to celebrate, they do this big parade, and I figured, you know, I'm here for a year, I might as well go check out the parade. And I went down there, and I got down there early enough to get good seat in the way that I was standing. <laughs> um, <laughs> a good spot. A good spot in the front. And it's a military parade, and I knew it was going to be, but you never know what to expect. And, of course, it was just military people marching past, and uh, for forever, it felt like. <laughs> and so eventually I left the parade. But while I was there, watching everything going up by and standing in a crowd where a lot of people as different groups came by would applaud and cheer, just as we would in a military parade in in the United States. If the Marines went by, we'd cheer, and then the Navy shows up, we'd cheer. Exactly the same thing. But I was so detached from the experience because, of course, I don't have any nationalism for this country. I don't feel any sort of patriotism or like supporting of the troops in my heart, where obviously other people around me were very supportive and very excited to see all these different groups come out. It was the first time that I realized that is something that separates you from the country that you're living in if you're an expat, is that when we're growing up all all our lives, whether or not we're conscious of it or not, we're taught to love America, to say the Pledge of Allegiance, to know who the president is, to be Americans. And uh, when you're living abroad in a different country, at least for me, because I've only been here a short period of time, I can go to a parade that's exactly like the parade we would have at home and feel absolutely nothing. And it's not that it's different, it's that it's not my country. It's not my people parading. That made me think of exactly what you're talking about, the difference between the immigrant experience perhaps and the expat experience is that I don't feel a particular loyalty to the military here. But if you were a true immigrant, your dream is to be in whatever country you move to and you're going to fully embrace that experience, maybe exactly like this woman you're talking about who shuns (laughs) America, that you would care more. You would get wrapped up into the patriotism and the politics of that country more than you would if you were just, oh, you know, I live in Italy because it's cool and, you know, maybe I'll go live in France or I'll go to Germany next. Oh,
1: that sounds like (laughs) me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Not to make fun of you. But maybe it's just a different mentality of how you're jumping in. And, but I mean, that could be totally false, too, because no. you've been here for 10 years and maybe you're jumping in
1: a little bit more. I don't know. I definitely am more attached to the country than you are. But, well, that's I would so. but that's not just because I've been here 10 times longer, but also because I'm married to an Italian. So that does make a difference. But I think that there are grades of it. I think it's not something that happens overnight. Considering Italy to be my country, I feel like that's something that's new I think it came out of my mouth the other day for the first time I was complaining about so shopkeepers here don't always give receipts, you know. And when you ask for a receipt, they always like get kind of get annoyed at you because that means that they're going to have to pay taxes on whatever you bought. I was complaining about this to to one of my coworkers who's Italian and I said something like, "Here they're trying to make me feel bad for asking for a receipt when that money is just going to go to help our country." And I said, our country in this way that, you know, it's also my country. So that was the first time it came out. And it kind of surprised me, actually. And did she look at you snidely? No, she didn't. She didn't. She let it pass. But I do think as far as going back to your patriotism thing, I think that is a distinctly American thing. I don't think people in other countries are taught
0: to love their country the way that we are. Well, they are in North Korea. Or okay, I mean, yeah. I'm sure in, that uh, in a
1: few countries, yes, in, in a few specific countries, of course. But I think in your average European country, people are not raised to, oh, I'm so proud. I'm Swedish. It's the best country in the world, which, you know, it very well could be from what I've heard about Sweden. But uh, I just picked that randomly. But because <laughs> he loves Sweden. Yeah. But but I feel like we're taught America is the best country in the world. Why are we the best? Because we have freedom. Forget the fact that who knows, 79% of all countries have freedom. You know, just close your eyes to that fact. We're the best country in the world because we have, you know, this and this and this. All these things that are totally normal in the, you know, in the developed world. We're taught to have this sense of pride and patriotism, and maybe it's because our ancestors, fought, our forefathers, quote unquote, fought so hard to gain independence, and that's very likely the reason.
0: Well, and probably because we're a country of immigrants, people who really chose to be there under great duress oftentimes. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I don't know. That's just a guess. But, I mean, going back to this expat feeling of being stateless like they belong nowhere, what is that? What's missing? Is that just that you don't feel like you culturally belong and you'll never culturally belong? Or is that is it more than that, that you feel no sense of nationalism Or great love and support for where you're living? I think it's that when you live so long away from your own country, you
1: automatically detach from it in a certain way. I mean, you can still love your country and you can still miss it and all of this. But you're not going to feel the same way. You're going to, you see your country from a different angle and you see its flaws. And so that automatically makes you feel other. And you live in a completely different culture and you get used to that culture. And so that makes you feel other. And it makes you feel all these things make you feel different. So that's the one side. The other side is, like I said before, as long as you live in a country, unless you grow up there, I don't think you can ever completely 100%, even if you pretend to, I don't know if you can ever completely feel like you're part of that culture. I mean, Maybe there are people who do. I've only been here 10 years. And there are people who've been here 50. And they probably would say that's not true. But I'm always going to be seen as a foreigner. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I sometimes get treated more nicely because I'm a foreigner occasionally. And I mean, I'm lucky because I come from a country that is looked upon favorably. I don't necessarily mean politically because everybody has their own opinions about that. But I'm not seen as someone who's going to leech onto the system. And
0: yes, I, I totally know what you're <laughs> I mean, another question that arises for me just to end. When it comes to being an expat, is it easier to make friends with whoever... As long as they're another expat, is that a common enough experience? Like you share enough of this otherness, I don't quite belong to anywhere. We've all made similar decisions to each other to form friendships. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, I think,
1: and I don't know what you know the experiences people have as being an expat in another country because I've only really been an expat here. I don't really count my Canadian experience. <laughs> um, here it's hard to make friends with locals so I think that's part of the reason but I think even if that weren't the case you're more likely to seek out people who have things in common with you and
0: similar experiences if you're an expat and you're feeling this otherness is that how you find your place you find other expats who are also feeling that otherness I mean I don't
1: think it's that simple cuz I think that if you only hang out with expats you kind of live in this bubble that's not real It is real to you because it's your experience, but I don't like the idea, you know, that you go to a foreign country and you live there long-term and you don't make any connection with the country you're actually in and the people there. And it's not the easiest in Italy. It's easier for women because you're hot. (laughs) I wasn't gonna say that, but I was gonna say because (laughs) Italian men are very interested in foreign women. Italian women are not quite as interested. They're a little more closed to the foreign men. I've integrated with Italy through my husband's family and less with female friends. I have one. (laughs) And, you know, then I have my work, which is also I work with Italians. So I have that side, too. But I don't I don't know. I have friends who, you know, really don't go outside of their expat world. Most do, though, but just a few who who really just, you know, can't be bothered and don't really care and don't speak the language. And I feel like you're not entering into the place that you are that's really being
0: stateless but they are yeah that's true but they are entering into a community that is where they are yeah but it's but as i think we're going to talk about in a future
1: episode if you make friends only with expats you risk the fact that they're all going to
0: leave yes and we should leave it there because that is going to be what the next episode is about and not just because i'm leaving sob (laughs) (laughs) she's really broken up all right. Well, I don't know if we solved anything with that, but uh, got me thinking. Before we do sign off, do you? I mean, I know you said at the beginning that you do feel
1: very attached to America still, and it's rightly you should. You haven't been gone yet for an entire year, but do you? Do you ever feel like slightly separate? from America, do you think that maybe when you go back you're going to have a feeling of, oh, my God, what are these people doing? I don't know. I can't think of what, if it's going to be the coffee or if it's going to be the the time that people have dinner or what that you're going to be like, God, this is just not the way it's done where
0: I have been living. Where I'm from. (laughs) I know. I'm going to be totally snobby. I'm more worried about maybe I've mentioned this before, but walking into a room. And kissing everyone in it? No, no. And just saying... Or somebody saying good morning and me being like, ciao. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sound like such a jerk.
1: Yeah, um, you're going to say ciao a lot. And you're probably going to say ciao, ciao. Which yeah, is what Italians si, do. Si, si, si. They say ciao, ciao. You no, know, I know when I came back from Montreal, I was constantly saying, mon dieu. And my sister was like, you sound like such a, you know, <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> Get ass. over yourself. And I was like, no, you don't understand. It's, 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 it's a natural reflex
0: now. Of course, now I've lost that reflex. But... But, uh, you know, though, to answer your question, since I avoided it by saying that, there are things that I love about the way that people live here that I'm already starting to calculate in my head that I'm going to miss terribly. Like what, for example? Oh, you know, I love that there are water fountains everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, how can I go on a walk again without water fountains being everywhere? It makes so much sense. Why don't we do that? Why do I have to buy bottled water if I'm dying of thirst? that's just a minor thing that really just has to do with Rome more than anything but or just the quality of the produce or how cheap the wine is or why our wine is so much more expensive I, I have no idea if we have warm regions that grow wine I don't understand the problem but just little things like that I'm calculating that I'm going to miss but I don't know I mean there are things about the way Americans in the United States do things that I'm really looking forward to being around again even just the way that they do holidays or a military parade <laughs> 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 Where were the flags? That's what was missing. Oh, there were no Italian flags. Well, there were in the parade, but, but nobody was nobody waving had them. had them. Oh, you should have mm. the flags with the advertiser's name on the side that yeah, get no, passed I know. out.
1: we were I was with my Italian family in philadelphia on the fourth of july and my father-in-law collected about 20 american flags
0: see (laughs) i like that kind of over the topness of the united states to a certain degree i have to say they do it big they go big (laughs) <laughs> with, with everything, <laughs> yes, they do. They definitely do. Yeah. So how I feel about that by the time I actually get home, I have no idea. We'll
1: definitely have to check in with you once you're, you know, reacclimated in the states and
0: see what was the biggest reverse culture shock that you had. Yeah. Seriously. All right. Well, let's leave it there. I don't know if I answered your question. I think I danced around it, but good enough, right? Yes. All right. This is the Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us next week. Visit the donate page on our website thebittersweetlife.net all donations are reserved exclusively for the creation of audio content your financial support keeps us strong thank you